Welcome to the Skull State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, D. Woods. Now, I've been going for a minute. I've been taking my time, gathering my thoughts, you know, concerning all the news coming out for the NFL and especially the news for the Minnesota Vikings. So let's get into it. And thank you for your patience. Some of these topics, you know, you probably heard about them all week. You know, other content creators have already given their opinion on it, but I haven't gave mine because, you know, I want to be more calculated. So let's get into it. The Minnesota Vikings plan to release Alexander Madison this offseason. Now, this comes as a surprise to me because I didn't see it coming. I mean, but if you really look at it, Alexander Madison had what you would call a subpar season for the Minnesota Vikings. He only rushed for about 700 yards, and he didn't even get not one rushing touchdown all season in all 17 games. So with that being said, I can see why the Minnesota Vikings moved on, but I'm not finna come on this podcast or go on social media and put salt on Alexander Madison's name. I think Alexander Madison is still a good running back in his league, and I like him as a person. I mean, I'm from California. I live in San Bernardino right now, and I enjoy, you know, what Alexander Madison does for the community. So I'm taking my time right now to thank Madison and wish him the best for his NFL future and hope I can bring my nephews to his, you know, off-season camp at the college, you know, during the off-season. But let's move on. Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Now, considering that Quasi has already decided to cut Alexander Madison with a move that was kind of unexpected. Now, what I'm noticing is this, the narrative, you know, all off season, ever since the last, you know, Vikings uh, regular season game was, oh, Quasi is not running the team. Oh, he's only a yes man. Um, Gregson is running the team. He's the football guy. Well, I told people time and time again, Quasi is going into his third year as general manager. And this is actually the first time he's been, a general manager in the NFL. So we don't really know what he's going to do, but I like it. I like the moves that he's making. Um, he's basically set out to, you know, basically get the cap under control, which he has. Uh, there's not a lot of players from the Zimmer regime and the Spillman regime that are con- that are still on this team. He's basically moved on from a lot of players. So a lot of the narrative that people were saying, you know, he they just going to run it back and, Quasi can't do this. Just wait and see, because I think Quasi gonna surprise a lot of people, and I'm ready for it. I, I really am. So let's dig into the scouting combine. NFL scouting combine just wrapped up. So this is how I feel about it. It's like I feel like the scout the combine back in the day probably was a great tool to get a lot of you know personnel, players, coaches together and start talking but that's that's just that part of it but the aspect of you know the the 40 times and the catching and you know all the drills I feel like we got enough game tape on a lot of these players to kind of feel what you know they're going to be in the NFL like I'm not taking nothing away from the players that go out there and excel in the draft 
But how many times have we seen players have a have a great, you know, scouting combine, get drafted relatively high and can't pan out? So I think the tape is what you should measure players by. I mean, but if you got to go to the combine and you got to improve your stock, I understand it. I see a lot of people out there, you know, bashing the Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, multiple guys who really didn't go to the combine to actually practice and go through the drills. They just wanted to go to the combine to kind of be in the vicinity of everybody. And I understand that because if you're a guy like Caleb Williams, why on earth would you do anything in a scouting combine to basically drop your draft stock? You're probably going to be drafted within the top three picks. And anything you do at that point, it's going to be so scrutinized. So you might as well wait to your pro day. And that's just, that goes the same thing for Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Like, why would you do it? But let's move on. So the minutes, the NFL, not the Minnesota Vikings, sorry. The NFL might go to an 18-game season. I don't like it. Now, I understand it's probably going to be more money involved for the players. So I like that aspect because players do, do need to get paid that bag. You know how the Young Bucks say. But I think about it like this, though. We've already went away from you know, four preseason games. I understand preseason is, you know, a part of football where a lot of fans are like, oh, they're not playing for nothing and it's this, it's that. But I've always looked at preseason for the guys that are on the bubble of making the team. And I feel like there's been a lot of players in the history of the NFL that excelled in those preseason games and actually got spots on the roster. In an 18-game season, I don't want the players to have to go through, you know, you know, more injuries. And it's a it's a collision sport. So I really feel like the sweet spot is 16 games. But I feel like the owners, they're going to do what they want to do to kind of make more money. And there's nothing you can really do about it. But I really hope the player association, the player association basically comes in there and basically stops it. Because I don't even like 17 games. Like, I don't like the uneven you know, game situation. I, I really don't, but I just think it's just the, the owners in the NFL trying to get more money, you know, out of the fans and they're going to get it. They're going to go to it because they already got the 17. So it is what it is. But on another note, are they going to give the players an extra bye week? So instead of having one bye week in all 17 for your 17 games, Maybe an 18 game season, they're going to be two bye weeks. You know, maybe that can try to change my mind a little bit. So let's talk about free agency. Free agency is coming up real soon. Free agency starts on March 13th. I know the Minnesota Vikings got a couple of void contracts that need to be, you know, extended and then they voided by 13th. You know, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Davenport, Danira Hunter. So this is what I think the Minnesota Vikings should do in free agency. Um, we're going to talk about the Kirk Cousins situation and Justin Jefferson and, you know, our guys. But I feel like free agency is, like, already here. You're already seeing guys get cut. You're already seeing, you know, guys, you know, are not coming back to the team, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. So, excuse me, free agency is already here. So let's talk about this. One of the main dominoes I feel – should fall in free agency is Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields is rumored to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Atlanta Falcons, um, shit, Washington Commanders. Multiple teams should be in the running for Justin Fields. I look at it like this, though. I think, personally, teams are going to be a little hesitant to trading assets for Justin Fields, considering that they're only going to have him for a year before they have to pay him. So I feel like the team that actually trades for Justin Fields is probably going to already have like some kind of contract already in place. So they won't have to go from that rookie, you know, fifth year to basically balloons to where they got to re-sign him to top quarterback value. Because the thing about quarterbacks, the quarterbacks are a premium in this league. So quarterbacks get paid that bad. So I feel like once a team that can negotiate a team-friendly contract with Justin Fields going forward, maybe on a two-year deal, then I can see them trading for Justin Fields. But Justin Fields has to be the first domino to fall in free agency because that opens up the whole thing with what the Bears are going to do, you know, for the draft. Like, are they going to go after Caleb Williams, you know, number one overall, or are they going to go after – uh, a tackle or they're going to go after Marvin Harrison Jr. Like we don't know. And since we're talking about, you know, the quarterback, Justin Fields, I feel Justin Fields has to be the first quarterback domino to fall because then we can talk about my boy, Kirk Cousins. Now let's get into Kirk Cousins. Now, just like I said before, the first domino that has to fall needs to be Justin Fields. Now let's say Justin Fields actually does get traded and goes to the Atlanta Falcons. Now that could happen. Just like I said before, would Atlanta Falcons have a contract ready for him considering his contract going, is going to be up next year, or they can go into a direction of signing the Kirk Cousins. Now I necessarily don't think Kirk Cousins will be back for the Minnesota Vikings, you know, this upcoming season. There's been multiple reports saying that the Vikings have drawn a line in the sand and they're not about to move from it. And I understand it. Like, I just say they eat that $28 million and a half, move on, draft a player, you know, in the first round, build for the future. But Kirk Cousins has to be another domino that has to fall too because it's like this. Wherever field goes, let's just hypothetically speaking, let's say Justin Fields goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kirk Cousins goes to the Atlanta Falcons. Now you got two teams coming in the draft that don't need to draft a quarterback at that time, especially in the first round or the, or the second round. They might draft a flyer in the third or the fourth, but they won't be drafting the, drafting the quarterback in the first two rounds. So whatever happens with Kirk Cousins, you know, Justin Fields, the Vikings got to be, you know, playing coach attention. So let's talk about Marcus Davenport. Now, this might be a little late. I wanted to be a, do a video on Marcus Davenport when it first got reported, but I look at it like this, though. Marcus Davenport and the Minnesota Vikings extended their void period, right? So that basically means his contract is not going to void on a day that was originally set. It's going to void on March 13th, just like Kirk Cousins and Daniel Hunter. I like that because I feel like this. You don't know what's going to happen in free agency with Daniel Hunter so if you have Marcus Davenport on your team that you can basically kind of give a contract extension to for another prove-it deal, and he already knows the system. And I I like the way Davenport played when he actually was on the field. I mean, he was kind of dominant. We don't know what he's going to be, but I don't actually think, you know, re-signing Davenport to an extension is going to actually break the bank. I really don't. And I'm open to him coming back anyway. So – Let's talk about it then. The Neil Hunter. 
So now there's reports that saying that the Minnesota Vikings have reached out to the Neil Hunter's camp on a contract extension before free agency begins. That makes sense. Now, if you can bring back the Neil Hunter and Marcus Davenport and maybe, you know, draft a younger player, you know, in the third, in a, they don't have a third round pick, maybe the fourth round, develop a guy. I like it. And with the money that's available for the Minnesota Vikings, you still could bring in somebody on that defensive line, maybe a Christian Wilkins. So think about how that D-line would actually look with Marcus Davenport, uh, Christian Wilkinson, you know, um, Harrison Phillips, and Daniel Hunter. I understand that's like a 4-3 situation, but, you know, it's it'll look a whole lot better. So I really feel like the Minnesota Vikings have already moved on from Kirk Cousins. And with that being said, they might be lining their ducks up in a row and saying, like, look, we're going to move on from Kirk Cousins. We're going to go out there and we're going to sign Daniel Hunter. You know, you never know because some reports say they don't think Daniel Hunter is this game wrecker that he wants to get paid. But, shit, none of us know how free agency is going to pan out. We can only see it. But I'm open to bringing Daniel Hunter back. And if he doesn't come back, I won't be too mad about it because – the Minnesota Vikings could just draft in the second round for the Neil Hunter replacement or sign a younger version of the Neil Hunter in free agency. So this brings me to Justin Jefferson extension. I feel like the Justin Jefferson extension is already done. I really do. I mean, there's a lot of things that probably need to get worked out, but they're not that big of a deal you know they're just kinks to go along some people say like he's waiting for you know uh cd lamb so he can beat that deal i understand that too he's maybe waiting for jamar chase so he can beat that deal because arguably justin jefferson is the best wide receiver in the nfl so you know he should get paid like it but i'm not gonna come on here and give you guys all you know, the, the speculation that's been going on this whole offseason with Justin Jefferson. I'm just going to say this. Justin Jefferson will be in purple, purple for the foreseeable future. And this offseason, I'm not saying when, but this offseason, the Minnesota Vikings will extend Justin Jefferson to one of the highest paid non-quarterback contracts in the history of the NFL. So, 2004 draft, 2024 draft. Now, Considering what happens in free agency, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to predict what the other teams do and what the Minnesota Vikings do in the draft, but I'm open for it. Like, I'm going to do another mock, a mock draft, and I'm going to post it up for you guys. I'm a, I'm not going to do it in this video, so I'm going to keep this kind of video relatively short. But um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait till March 13th and free agency goes, and all these players are going to be switching, you know, jerseys. I can't wait to see that. But the draft – Go get your quarterback. I'm going to keep on saying, go get your quarterback. If your quarterback is Drake May, if your quarterback is J.J. McCarthy, I don't care. Go get your quarterback. All right? Me, I will prefer Jaden Daniels, but we don't know if he's going to slide. But we're going to see. So here are my closing statements for you guys right here. Now, Thank you guys for rocking with me. I thank you guys for being a whole lot patient with me. You know, sometimes I don't bring a lot of videos out, you know, after the, you know, breaking news or whatever, because I kind of like want to sit on it because I want to be able to digest it and actually give you guys, you know, a thorough thought opinion 
on what I feel about the situations. So with that being said, like I, I really appreciate it. And thank you everybody out there that's been following me on all social media platforms, um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. I really appreciate you guys, but you know how I do it. Let's go, baby.